Next on BYU Sports Nation, one man, one Mika, one decision. How will Eric Mika's NBA draft decision affect BYU's NCAA tournament hopes? What's the latest draft projection on Mika? Plus, we'll chat with the newest BYU hoopster, Jashir Hardnett. National champion Blaine Fowler tells us which BYU basketballer will improve the most this offseason. And can BYU get Notre Dame on the schedule by 2037? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, May 11th. May. Wherever and however you're dialed in, it's great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Mary Poppins publicist, Jerem Jordan. I feel a song coming on. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We'll get to that in a moment. So, so we, we started this a couple weeks ago, right? The 12-second movie review. Uh-huh. We did Fast uh-huh. and the F- Fate of the Furious. Eight. It's good to know the name of the movie, I think, um, when you review it. Fate of the Furious. Fate of the Furious. The Ocho. Fast and the Furious 8, The Ocho. <laughs> ESPN Deportes, The Ocho. Yeah. This is the BYU Sports yeah. Nation movie show, right? According to one man on IMDb's <laughs> comments. Yeah. So we have, we have yet another 12-second movie Yes, review. yes. Chim chimini, chim chim chiru. It's time for another 12-second movie review. Okay, 12 seconds. Here we go. Start the clock. Is it as good as the last one? Almost. It's funnier. The characters are developed. In fact, you'll love them even more after this movie. You jump right into the show. The story's good. The banter's even better. And so is the music. Go watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah! All right! 12 seconds. We don't mess right around. Right on the button, baby. Get down. Right on the button. Okay, using, using your established BYU athlete scale... How would you rate Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2? Scales on, a, uh, on a scale of Jake Keeps to Jimmer Fredette, it is Brendan Sander, okay? Guardians of the Galaxy, the, the first one is Taylor. The second one is right there, almost as good, really, really good. It's Brendan Sander. That's an appropriate Brendan choice. Brendan Sander. Brendan my, Sander's my, my, nickname my is the sequel, okay? Yes, it's yes, perfect. Yes, it's Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Volume 2 equals Brendan Sander. Very nicely Fantastic done. movie. Go Very nicely executed on all accounts, BYU Sports Nation. Like a guillotine, I love a good execution. The 12-second movie review. Lemez, you're right, Lemez. Wow. <laughs> Remind people what Fate of the Furious was on the BYU player scale. Oh, it's Taysom Hill. <laughs> Yeah, I can't even remember the justification. <laughs> I just remember it stays. Yeah, go back and find it. You know, yeah. you remember. You just want people to go back and find that yeah, show, right, the Jared? Show on whatever exactly. Day that was in April. Also, bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. BYU baseball opening their final home series of the season tonight against Portland, eight Eastern on BYU TV. BYU Radio and the apps. The Cougars have won 10 of the last 11 against the Pilots and are working for what they hope becomes a ninth straight West Coast Conference win. Also, it's Star Wars night, Jerem. Oh, yeah. Free inflatable lightsabers, a Stormtroopers photo opportunity, and post-game fireworks with Star Wars music. This this sounds amazing. Wow! That's what I'd say to that. I, man. Man, I'm really excited for this game tonight now all of a sudden. I don't know why. ESPN's Mel Kuyper lists Harvey Long as one of the top 25 undrafted free agents to watch this year in the NFL. That's pretty good. Longy signed as a free agent with the Patriots following the draft. Also, Bleacher's Report 
Bleacher Report's Brent Sobleski lists Kai Nakua of the Browns as the best undrafted pickup for that team. Sobleski says Nakua has a chance to start. Wow. That would be awesome, even for the Browns. It is a perfect scenario for Kai given the Browns' safety situation. Their top two free safeties. Being on the Browns, not the perfect situation, but the safeties. Yes, their top two safeties (laughs) are, according to a couple of Cleveland reports, they're dangerous. Undrafted free agents, one of which is Kai Nakua. So, yeah. It'd be great if he made the team. I mean, let alone PT. Making the team would be great. Let's go, Kai. ESPN's Chad Ford ranks Eric Mika number 51 in his top 100 NBA draft prospects. Mika is participating in the NBA Draft Combine today in Chicago. You can watch the Combine on ESPN3 this afternoon. More on at Irk95 coming up. And 28th-ranked women's golf finished 12th at the NCAA Lubbock in, uh, reg- Regional. The Cougars missed the cut to advance as a team, but Alex White finished tied for ninth individually and in the top three of non-team qualifiers. So she is going to the NCAA Championships nice. as an individual. That's, that's very cool. So Alex White will rep the Y at the NCAA Championships coming up in about a week and a half. Yeah, well done, Alex. And I know it's disappointing on the surface for the girls not to get back to the championships. But, hey, back-to-back WCC titles ranked Went again. Another fantastic season. Yeah, Pepperdine did make it through, so the WCC represented. There you go. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. To NBA or not to NBA? That is the question. The number 51 NBA prospect, according to ESPN's Chad Ford, is working in Chicago today at the NBA Draft Combine. Eric Mika. Jerem hopes he performs well, but not too well, right? right Eric. <laughs> BYU's best NBA prospect since Jimmer Fredette has less than two weeks left to make his decision on whether to go pro and sign an agent or come back and play his junior season at BYU. May 24th is decision day for Eric Mika. So with the clock winding down, we are mentally processing the effects on BYU basketball depending on whether Mika goes to the NBA or comes back to BYU. And we have featured... That very topic in today's Twitter question. How does Eric Mika's final decision affect your BYU NCAA tournament hopes? Mm. Use hashtag BYUSN. R. Greenha. Ha! We can still make it to the tourney without him, but no question having him helps us get there. So far as so as far as hopes doesn't affect my hope. So with or without Eric Mika, R. Greenha feels like BYU basketball will make the NCAA tournament. Here's how I feel. Uh, I think if Eric Mick comes back, BYU's getting to the tourney. I there, think the West Coast Conference will be a three-team league. Yeah. Three-bid yep. league. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, be, and if if he doesn't come back, my expectation would be to be in this 12-team range. Last four in to first eight out. Ah, so still right on the cusp. He'd be on the cusp. I, I think uh, at this point, that would be my projection. Let's see how things play out. Let's see the development of the team. Let's see the growth. Let's see what injuries, unfortunately, happen in sports, right? Blah, blah, blah. It'll just be a different makeup. I think BYU is capable, but there's not a lot of margin for error if you're going to be the third best team in the league, which maybe BYU competes for second. First seems like it's going to be tough against St. Mary's this year. So, just for fun, if Eric Mika comes the back... The thing here is for fun. Baby. You're thinking 
BYU's in is like maybe a 10 or 11 I, seed. No clue what seed. Don't even care. Dayton. They're in. 12 seed, whatever. Don't. They're in. Just get there. Did, are they better than last four in with Eric Mika? Are they better than last four in? Hopefully. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. And if they're not playing with Eric Mika, you still I would feel expe- like they're bubblicious. I would expect them to be like a top three seed NIT team. Okay. And then, and then uh, we're talking expectation going into the year as opposed to, uh, you know, how it's actually going to play out, which, like I said, there are a lot of scenarios that play out during season. If Eric Mika stays, yes. BYU will be an NCAA tournament team. That's the expectation. If he goes, it doesn't help BYU, obviously, but it is not a death warrant for BYU's NCAA tournament chances. We, we talked about this initially when Eric made the decision to kind of test the waters, but now we're diving into it headfirst here. And I still feel the same way. You're staring down the barrel of the NIT unless you change something, right? Which, that, it's, it's harder to get into the NCAA tournament than maybe we thought. Like last year's team and, and 22 wins and blah, blah. You have to win some non-conference games. You got to go to the Barclays Center and, and win at least one of those. I remember hearing the same, oh no, concerns when Trent Playstead left BYU early to enter the NBA draft. He was taken, I think, 45th or 46th, mid second round pick. And a lot of BYU fans and media members were like, well, there go the Cougars' NCAA tournament chances next year. But guess what? The Cougs got back to the dance the next year, and the next year, and the next. And the next. If you can develop, uh, you had Keenan Young as a player of the year, Lee Kamara as a player of the year, right? D- does BYU have two of those kind of players on the roster? Like, that's the question, right? I think BYU has some talent there, and I'm excited to see this play out. I'd just be more excited if Eric Mika was with that group for a year. And Cer- even, certainly. And if he comes back, it's, it's one more year. He's not staying through a senior for sure. You know, and I can hear several of you out there arguing, Get real, Spencer. If Eric Mika doesn't come back, BYU has no major inside scoring threat. They are not making the NCAA tournament. They won 22 games with Eric Mika. Why would they get to the NCAA tournament without him? Because you're not starting freshman anymore? Exactly. Experience and reminder, the last time BYU made the NCAA tournament, March of 2015, the Cougars' starting bigs were as follows. Jerem Jordan, freshman Corbin Kafusi, and Josh Sharp. Those were the bigs that were on the team the last time BYU played in the NCAA tournament. It helped have the all-time leading scorer in program history. Yes, Tyler and it I'm, helped, get, it I'm getting to that. the most versatile point guard in BYU history. And I'm getting there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Guard heavy, right? Point is. Well, you're always guard heavy. BYU can go back to that. You and your technicalities. Good grief. Kyle Collinsworth, Chase Fisher, and Tyler Haas. Yeah, an outstanding trio of guards. But think about the four players I'm about to bring up who will have now a full year of experience or more under their belt. T.J. Haas, Elijah Bryant, Nick Emery, Zach Selyus. Why couldn't those guards produce the same scoring that the three guys I just talked about produced? I think think they can. I think they can. I just want to make sure Zach Selyus' shoulder is good. I want to make sure Elijah Bryant's knee is good. We didn't didn't go into seasons with Lee Kamard injured and – Jonathan Tavernari hurt. You know what I mean? Like, those are, those are some questions. I, uh, I, I think this team will be capable of the NCAA tournament. I thought last year's team was capable of the NCAA tournament. The, the defense was not good. I can't tolerate multiple 25-point losses to St. Mary's, right? Which, by the way, they're going to be equal to or better. They added a 17-point score grad transfer from New Mexico. I mean, St. Mary's is going to be the uh, – 
the front runner in the league. Gonzaga will make the NCAA tournament. That's what they do. So it's whether BYU can replace Eric Mika in an effective way and Peyton Dastrup, Luke Worthington, Ryan Andrus, and these guys, can they – obviously they won't score 20 a game and grab nine boards, but can they be effective rebounders? Can they defend? And can BYU uh, shoot the three ball effectively? Can BYU have a little more backcourt depth? I'm excited to talk to Jasheer Hardnett coming up in the show, a guy that can provide some backcourt depth for BYU. I think your expectations, as you've established them, are fair. And I, I know that Eric Mika is a game changer and an NBA draft prospect, clearly. But his departure does not automatically rule out BYU from NCAA tournament qualification status the best indicator of the future is the present right like what do you have now and what will lead us there but this team will not be i i think last year is the low point of this kind of several years isn't that amazing low point 22 22 wins wins and yeah first round first round loss in the nit is quite disappointing right but i i like where BYU's headed obviously the talent is young and growing and you're gonna have sophomores and juniors kind of leading this way for this group you get, some, you get some depth in the backcourt. That's going to help. Last year there were games where BYU didn't score a point off the bench. I don't, I don't perceive that being the case this year. You're going to have guys come in and hopefully contribute. Our Twitter question today, how does Eric Meek's final decision affect your BYU NCAA tourney hopes? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Y for Life. Just missing the tourney without Eric Mika and just missed the tourney with him. So no real damage done, but we'd miss out on great plays. Oh, when you have a 20-9 and nine guy, there's real damage done to not having that guy. Really? You don't think with Eric Mika coming back with experience along all of those other young players, young, talented players, that they could make the tournament? Ooh. He's a pro player, whether it's in the NBA or not. BYU's newest Hoops edition, Jasheer Hardnett, joins us. But first, Uncle B on his expectations. What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Ahern Rental. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. It's Star Wars Night at the Ballpark. If you can't make it out, you can still participate via the TV or radio broadcast. BYU Baseball versus Portland tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. Remember, this is the final homestand for the BYU Cougars, ranked 18th in the Collegiate Baseball Poll, lost by one run in 13 innings in a 18 million hour game Tuesday night. <laughs> Portland, BYU's number one in the WCC. The context is great, right? It's going to be a fun weekend. BYU controlling their own destiny to win an outright West Coast Conference regular season championship. Like and it Luke. starts with Portland tonight. They open up that final home West Coast Conference series. You are series. my density. Our Twitter, you are my density. <laughs> How, great 80s movie. how does Eric Mika's final decision affect your BYU basketball NCAA tournament hopes? That is our Twitter question today at LaserSheep tweets in. It's pretty pivotal. Mika can be a force even when double teamed. He can create open looks for others with ease. Eight seed if he's back. I'm not willing to world, Eric Mika. I'm not willing to jump into the single digit seed quite yet. <laughs> In fact, I don't think he's coming back. I think Eric, Eric's gonna bounce either way. So I'm, my hopes aren't up in that direction. 
Hey, Laser Sheep going with the eight seed specifically. Well, then, Blue Goggles. He's, I hope, he's got I a hope pair. You, I, I hope he that. calls his Blue Goggles shot. That would be fantastic. <laughs> In Studio B now, Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, national champion at BYU, dual threat analyst. Blaine, I'm glad I didn't wear my green and blue shirt today. Are you have one just like this? Yes, you I wore do. It yesterday, I wore it's mine a great shirt. yesterday. Seriously, great I knew shirt. you had good but, taste but, but in you, clothing. Oh, we always like you and I. We go. Where do we go? I go to the. You, you go to that one place. Yeah, where we, is it we again? can't say Nordstrom Rack. <laughs> <laughs> Free plug <laughs> clearance. We go to Nordstrom Rack because I don't buy stuff at expensive places, but I will go to Nordstrom Rack. Yeah, absolutely. And I always see Spencer there. He's like, and, and he's always trying on the same stuff actually, that I want. He actually works there. That's funny. <laughs> My part-time job at Nordstrom, so I can hey. get the uh, 40% yeah, discount. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. 40% off already. Yeah. Our Twitter question today, you just heard it. What are your expectations, or how do they change depending on whether or not Eric Mika goes to the NBA or comes back to BYU in terms of the Cougars getting to the NCAA tournament? And It's interesting because I said before, if Eric Mika comes back, I believe that this, the WCC has a chance to be a three-bid league. Since we talked about that, though, I mean, Gonzaga, who knows what happens with them now? Like, if, if all the guys that have declared, like, if they all go out, St. Mary's is my pick to win the league. You know, and so, but I still think Gonzaga, they just reload every year. When do they not compete for the title? When do they not go to the tournament? So you just have to assume that they're in the tournament, even if they're the number two team in the WCC. And they'll use the fact that all of us are talking about them being the number two and St. Mary's being number one next year. So they, they probably just come back and win the title again. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, so they're that good. I, they own it in Vegas, man. No, like, I know. So every year um, I have picked the Zags to win the league. Um, but next year might be the first year I don't. Because I feel like, hey, as long as they keep winning it, you got to pick them. But maybe next year I pick St. Mary's. With Mika back, I feel like BYU uh, can be a third NCAA tournament team. I really believe that. Without him, I just I don't know. I still think there's a chance, but it depends on the development of some guys. Like, can Yoli pick his game up enough to offset the offensive production and the defensive presence in the paint that, that Eric provides? Can they get more consistent scoring from the outside? And can they be better defensively? Th- those are all big unknowns for me. So I'm not, I'm not saying they can't get to the tournament without Mika, but I've got some real question marks without him. I do not expect Eric Mika to come back. I just get the sense he's going to go, whether – He's because at this point he's not going to be drafted, and he, but he could blow it up and maybe sneak in the second round. The NBA combat. What's your sense of what decision he could make? T- to me, it's I think in his mind he's going, "Am I old enough now that I'm a return missionary that I just need to go out?" Because a lot of these kids in the draft are 19 and 20 years old, and and he's 22. Is he 23 now? No, he's 22. If he was Lithuanian, he'd be a first round. Yeah. Exactly. No, <laughs> I'm serious. And, and so, so I've talked to a lot of NBA guys when I'm around doing games in other conferences. I run into a lot of NBA scouts, and I, I just like an unbiased opinion. And I go, so, so tell me about Mika. And the highest I've heard is maybe 50, and and then I hear always oh, 50 to 75. Now remember, 60 guys are picked in the first two rounds. That's it's a 60 person draft. So does he sneak into the second round? Can he move up from that 50 spot? I don't know that you move up 20 spots just because you have a great camp this week. I think that's hard, and this is a deep draft this year. And so, to me, one of two things happens. Either he goes to this camp, and the scouts have told me the thing they're looking for is, can he consistently score over length? They love his hands. They love his ability to run the floor. They love that he's got a defensive mindset and will come over and block shots. They feel like before his mission versus after his mission, he's a much better out-of-his-own-area rebounder. The big question is, 
when he gets against length, can he still be a consistent scorer? So if he's playing against a 6'11 or 7-foot guy, can he be consistent in his scoring? If he goes into camp this week and he just dominates against other big guys, I think he moves up. Um, What I would love for him – now, here's my selfish person. I I want somebody at that camp to say to him, here's all the things we love. We feel like if you go back to BYU one year and you can prove that week in and week out you can score against length, you probably move into the first round next year. If and that got, person should be Danny Ainge. Yeah, player. Danny needs to tell Danny that. should tell Eric Mika that. Of BYU, Danny, I don't know that he's going to get that advice. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know. So barring that advice, I think he probably is worried about his age. And can, can Eric play? I think he can play. You know, I think he can play in the NBA. Certainly he can play in Europe for as long as he wants to. Hey, it, Italy would beckon him back because he knows the language to say, come play here. So he's certainly capable of doing that. That would be there whenever, whenever. he wants, though. Right, right. And true. He told us age is not a contributing factor to this decision, and part of me does not believe that. Because then what is? Yeah, Things you don't want to say? Because remember, and he's second, hearing it from a lot of people, so it's probably we, factoring in more and more. We, we've talked about this before on this show. Second-round draft picks, they're not, that's not a given. There's not very many good second-round draft picks in the NBA. Yeah. In the NFL, there's tons of free agents that make it and make it big. In the NBA, it's a first-round draft pick league because eight guys play. You know, maybe nine on a good team. 13 to 15 on right, a roster. on a roster. Yeah. So there's just not enough spots, and there's a lot of talented guys. So first-rounders, because they have guaranteed money and second-rounders don't, they make it. So if somebody takes a first-round pick and Eric is a late second-rounder or a free agent and they're in camp together and they're similar, they got guaranteed money to the first-round guy. They're not going to cut them. They're going to keep them, and they're going to develop them for two reasons. they got money invested, and they don't want to look stupid that they drafted them. So second-round draft picks, free agents – are an uphill battle in the NBA. That's just the fact of life. I think he has a skill set to play in that league, especially if he can develop his offensive game against bigs, against length. But, but we'll just have to wait and see. Selfishly, I would love him to come back because I think, I think they're going to be way better defensively next year. And if they can have that, that in front of the rim stopper like he was last year, in addition to the pieces they've added, that's going to make the difference for me next year. And we can watch Eric Mika this afternoon on uh, ESPN3 in the Combine. He'll be in the NBA Summer League, too. Uh, we'll be able to watch him there. And, and good luck, but not that much luck. Yeah, yeah. Right. Will he be in the <laughs> NBA Summer League, though, Jerem? Will he be there? Yeah. I, I don't think he would be. I want Eric. Well, I'm just saying if he, if he doesn't go to the, the oh, NBA. Oh, I get I, No, well, I, I think he's, yeah, he's going to pursue a professional. Here's the thing. He, we all know Eric. He's a fantastic <laughs> kid. Very unselfish kid. We love him. We want him to have phenomenal success with whatever he does. In a year. So, so our, our selfish <laughs> interests want him back here. But really inside, we all want him to do whatever he feels strongly yes. about. And we want him to yes. have wild well, success well, with the, Yeah, for me in a year. Right, I don't want that right now. I See, want Jeremy is his I, selfish I, self today. He's I'm, just him, his I'm selfish always, person. I'm always selfish. I have my <laughs> You put the face mask thing on the airplane on you first, and then somebody else. That's what they tell you. Okay. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Even your child. Before attending to your child, put your own mask on first. Yeah, exactly. So you've learned your whole philosophy on life from the airline yeah. safety message? Yeah. Wow. I trust that, dude. Doesn't everything make sense now, Blaine? Wait, wow. Yeah. Okay, I get Don't it. You then. understand I've Jerem taught so my much kid better. to that put just, it on herself, That just gave me, me perspective on Jerem. I, I, now I understand where we're coming from on all this. <laughs> Bena knows to this put the meat mask first on. mentality all makes sense to me now. <laughs> Russell Westbrook don't care about Kevin Durant. 
I, oh, I, man. This whole thing is interesting because, I, like, can, BYU can make the NCAA tournament next year without Eric Mika. It'll just be a different situation. And BYU's done it. We were talking about BYU's done it recently without a post score. It's, it's difficult, and BYU's uh, going to have a new assistant coach, a new offense in theory a little bit. It's not impossible to make the NCAA tournament. It'd just, just be a little tougher, right? No, and they, and they revert back to what they really have done for more years. Than, so and found success doing I, I'd so. I'd like him to come back because I think they invested a ton of time in changing the offense to run through the post last year. And if Eric's not back, then I think they go back to what they ran previously. And they've been to the NCAA tournament doing that. And, and I think that, that Yoli Child is going to make a huge jump this next year because he's going to learn to defend. This always happens between freshman and sophomore year. He's going to learn to stay on the floor and not foul better, which is going to give him more minutes. He's going to have a bigger role. I think he's wildly skilled, unbelievably explosive. He has the potential to be a phenomenal defender, and we haven't seen his mid-range and long-range game yet, which I believe he has because I've seen it in practice. And so I think if Eric doesn't come back, then Yoli is going to really blossom. And if he really blossoms, then, then why not? back to the NCAA tournament. And, and I, like some, I like some of the new additions. I like Hardinet defensively because he's got phenomenal lateral quickness. I mean, think faster than guys that we thought were decent defenders, faster than Frank Bartley laterally, faster than Jordan Chapman laterally. Now, he's not as big as those guys, but this is a guy that can stay in front of the ball. And that's been BYU's biggest problem the last two years. They can't stay in front of the ball. So even though you have shot blockers, you get beat off the dribble. Now the rotations are in place. And even if your rotations are good enough to stop the ball and force a missed shot, your weak side rebounding. So the backside, the third guy that's supposed to get down, there's not there. They get an offensive rebound and they get a put back. How many times have we seen that? If you can stay in front of the ball two seconds longer, then your whole defense takes a huge step up. And I think that Hardnett can provide that defensive on the ball that we have been missing for a number of years. So, why not? Why not to the NCAA tournament without Mika if they're better defensively? I think they can be. Dual threat college sports analyst Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation. We are talking BYU basketball specifically right now. And I want to bring up a point that you just talked about, and that is that BYU with the last time they made the NCAA tournament, guard heavy. Great guards. Kyle Collinsworth, Tyler Haas, Chase Fisher. Now BYU has TJ Haas, Nick Emery. Elijah Bryant, Zach Selyus, and you throw in Yoli Childs with that. Out of all the guys coming back, who's going to make the biggest jump individually? Is it Yoli? I, I think it's Yoli Childs. I think it is, especially if Meek is not back, because I think he's going to have to take a bigger role offensively, and I think he's prepared to do that. And I think he's prepared to play more minutes. So I, I think that he's going to be night and day. People are going to go, whoa. You know, everybody talks about his just explosiveness because it's – eye-opening you know he gets the ball and he quick jumps and the ball and he's throwing it down and he's scratching the top of his head on the rim everybody goes wow but he's a really skilled basketball player and he's going to work on his ball handling and all of those things in his perimeter game this this offseason and so so I think he makes a quantum leap from a young freshman to a to a sophomore that's going to have a bigger role and and it's going to be fun to watch because rarely has BYU had a player that athletic you know, as athletic as he is, as explosive as he is, and it's going to be fun to watch him. I hope that he has a Keena Young kind of offseason where Keena was like a three-point 
a game guy, and then all of a sudden he's like drop stepping, spinning, laying it in underneath. And part of that was because Trent Playstead wasn't there. Exactly. So, so, so sometimes you wonder how to fill the void, and it's not one for one or A for A, it's A for B. It's kind of different. So another guy that's been added to the roster recently, and we haven't asked you about him, I believe, Rylan Bergerson, 6'6 kid, went to a prep school, kind of a late bloomer. BYU gets him in April. Dad uh, was drafted by the Hawks in the NBA. What do you think of Ryland Bergerson? Very good jump shooter. So with range and a defender. So we're talking about two different types of guards. So he's a, he's a two-guard kid. He even played the three, so he's a wing. Um, very consistent shooter. He's the kind of guy. So now, now you had Hardnet and him in the game at the same time. Hardnet is going to blow right by the guy that's covering him. He's an attack mode guy. He's going to go down and then... Bergerson's guy is going to have to come off of him to try to help. Defense is going to start rotating. And then Harden is going to kick the ball out to a waiting feet set Bergerson on the outside, and he's going to knock down consistently those jump shots. So now you get Selyus back that's very, very good at that. And now they're not tremendous lateral quickness defenders, either of those guys, but they're good enough defensively because of being 6'6". They can close out a little more carefully. They can close out and leave a little more distance because they're longer and can get a hand up and still affect a shot without being real aggressive to close out and, and recover and play. So I like his length. I like that he's 6'6". I like that he's 200. And, and I think he's going to bring a very consistent jump shooting, uh, another shooting guard. And Celius, BYU's good at times from out there and then really inconsistent other times from out there. And I think when they were consistent was when guys, when it were, they were playing on attack, either dribbling the ball off the dribble or, or getting into the interior and kicking it and guys were waiting or coming off of screens with open shots. When BYU wasn't good, was dribbling into jump shots last year. And that happened too much. I think with these additions, we don't have to see that that much this year. We're going to see Emery as a catch-and-shoot jump shooter or as a spot-up jump shooter and not having to dribble into things and not having to have the ball in his hands all the time. And we're going to see Hawes be able to play. He had to play a lot of one last year, and maybe he can play less of that. He's a good penetrator, but he's also a very good spot-up jump shooter. So I, I like the mix of guards they have coming back next year. I think they'd be much better on the guard line next year. All right, we've run the gamut with BYU basketball. Blaine Fowler in Studio B. The one thing we haven't discussed yet is football, but we're about to change that. Countdown to the Vikings. 107. Yeah, that's a weird one. That is a tough one. 107 days away from football. Oh, by the way. I was going to harmonize with you guys on that, but I couldn't remember how many days it was. (laughs) (laughs) Now you know. 107, huh? Now you know. The guys are working hard. I know that. Hey, in a week, a hundy? Yeah. Wow. One week from today, 100 days away. Super neato. It is super neato, Jerem. Yeah. Almost as super neato as your 12-second movie review. If you didn't hear that, download the podcast. Some people don't agree with my assessment there on Twitter. Oh, they're coming at you? No. Wow. Oh. They just okay. don't agree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Me. Great to have Blaine back at studio. We're going to talk to the newest BYU hoop signing, Jasheer Hardnett, and why he chose to come to Provo. We rolling in Studio B, your day-to-day play-by-play on BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan and Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. We've been discussing BYU's NCAA tournament hopes, whether they hinge on Eric Mika or not uh, for next season. Also, Blaine Fowler was in studio. He talked about who he thinks is the front runner in the league. If that if BYU can be a three-bid or a West Coast Conference can be a three-bid league, what he thinks of the newest additions to BYU basketball, and, uh, including Jasheer Hardnett, who we will talk to 
momentarily. Yeah, and which BYU player will make the biggest off-season jump in terms of individual improvement? Download the podcast. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. Baseball game day, Star Wars night. In fact, BYU opening the final home series of the season in West Coast Conference play against Portland. 8 Eastern, BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. The Cougars have won 10 of the last 11 against the Pilots and will work towards their ninth straight WCC win if they can pull off a victory tonight. Where'd Chewie and R2 go? ESPN's Mel Kuyper lists Harvey Longy is one of the top 25 undrafted free agents to watch this year in the NFL. Longy is with the Patriots. Also, Bleacher Report's Brent Sobleski lists Kai Nakua as the Browns' best undrafted pickup. Sobleski says Nakua not only has a good chance to make the team, but a chance to start. How about that? ESPN's Chad Ford ranks Eric Mika number 51 in his top 100 NBA draft prospects. Mika, participating in the NBA Draft Combine today in Chicago. Can, you can watch the NBA Combine on Watch ESPN this afternoon. And 28th ranked women's golf finished 12th at the NCAA uh, Lubbock Regional. I hesitated because Brian Logan has thrown me off. The Cougars missed the cut to advance <laughs> as a team, but Alex White finished tied for ninth individually, top three of non-qualifying teams for the NCAA championship starting May 19th. Congratulations. There you go. Our next guest is not only the newest BYU Cougar and basketballer, but also the subject of today's BYU Sports Nation Stat of the Day. It's the BYU Sports Nation Stat of the Day. Joshir Hardnett shot 59.6% from two. Last year, we talked about 43.9%, 44%. 44% from three. Which is awesome. 60% from two. That That means he gets to the rim. And that's a great thing. Yeah, my notes have that as an excellent shooting percentage. Joshir Hardnett joins us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Joshir, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How did you get in contact with BYU basketball? Um, actually, uh, Coach McCone was recruiting a big man from Ajuko, and he saw that I was still available, and they were looking for a point guard, a quick point guard. So, um, I got to talk to him one day, and we just, you know, we just went on from there. Is your uh, teammate that he was looking at still available, or did he go somewhere else? Oh, uh, he decided to go somewhere else. Okay. Uh, you, we had you in studio the other day. You've been to campus. You've seen the facilities. What do you think of your new school? Um, it's, it's actually nice. You know, uh, it's I never been to Utah prior to you know prior to the visit, and you know I saw a lot of things that I liked, and there was a lot of people I enjoyed on the on the visit. Who on the team did you connect with well? Um, you know, most of the guys are gone for summer, you know, uh, before coming back. But I met, I mean, a few of them. And I, I met uh, the, the NBA prospect, Eric. Yep, Eric Mika. Yep. Yeah, and, and I met him, and me and him talked for a little bit. So, you know, I guess him, because that's who I really was able to sit there and talk to. Did you say, hey, it'd be cool to play with you next year, man? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> Yeah, we all hope Eric Mika comes back to play a little more hoop for BYU basketball. Josh here, Hardnet with us on BYU Sports Nation. What is the best thing to do in Mariana, Florida at Chipola College? Um, well, I, I describe Mariana as a I mean Mariana, Florida as like a retirement a retirement place for people. So it wasn't much to do, but I mean it it, it was a good thing because it just kept me focused on basketball and, you know, uh schoolwork. What do you mean there wasn't much to do? You could go to Denny's at 4 o'clock and get an early <laughs> dinner. You could uh, go uh, bowling, take a nap, <laughs> golf. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, I didn't experience much of that. Uh, I mean, maybe the funnest thing I did was, you know, go to the movies. But you had to sit in like, <laughs> <Panama. laughs> 
Good stuff. Hey, uh, so Tim Lacombe reaches out to you. Then, then what happens to create interest and desire to pursue potentially BYU? Um, this, this, you know, the program history. He was telling me all about the program, and I've heard of BYU. You know, prior to them, but you know, the program history, and you know what they what they said they needed in the in the, in the player coming straight in, and you know they wanted someone to come in and make a straight impact. And uh, Coach Rose felt like I was that player. I'd be able to do that. You know, I just felt like I was a great fit. And, you know, on the academic side, you know, a uh, degree from BYU, you know, it just stands for itself. Absolutely. Uh, what did you know about BYU prior to BYU contacting you? Uh, not much until the visit. Um, you know, all I knew was they were, they were good uh, basketball program. You know, that was my first time in Utah, actually. You know, but I enjoyed it. You know, the campus is, is very beautiful and stuff. And, you know, the people were very um, nice and friendly there also. You had heard of Jimmer Fredette probably, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> the Jimmer. The, the Jimmer, yeah. Hard, hard not to know <laughs> that guy and, and his name. Josh here, Hardnet with us on BYU Sports Nation. How would you explain your basketball skill set? Um, well, I'm a crafty, you know, uh, physical guard, you know, less a Nick for scoring, but, you know, um, I just make the right basketball plays, you know, honestly, and, um, the fans will see a lot more of that, you know, uh, on the highlight video, you know, it didn't show me, you know, running the offense and stuff like that. But, you know, I got all of that. Who in the NBA uh, plays a little bit like you, in your opinion? Or do you play like? Um, I'm, I'm really, I'm stuck in between uh, Chris Paul and Isaiah Thomas. Oh, okay. Uh, Isaiah Thomas. The yeah. new Isaiah Thomas, ball. right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the way uh, Chris Paul, you know, defends, you know, just runs his team. So, you know, I'm just stuck in the middle of them two guys right now. That's a great place to be. Absolutely. Okay, I know that uh, there are a lot of people wondering about the origin of your name. How did you get the name Jashir? Um, I honestly have no clue. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I told my mom a while back, oh, I was getting my name changed. You know, it's very rare, so you know, I just keep it <laughs> indifferent. And it's Jashir. <laughs> yeah, Jashir. Jashir. We're going to be saying that name for the next three years, so we got to know how to say it. Right. What did the coaching staff uh, tell you that they were looking for specifically from you at BYU? Um, just just someone to come in and you know run run the offense for him, and uh, someone who's going to defend. They were telling me that the past few years they've been getting hurt with little defenders. I mean, with little guards like me. So they need someone to come in, you know, just stop that, and you know, just run the offense and get players easy shots. With me playing my game, also. Why do you feel like you can help BYU defensively? Um, cause, cause I'm, I'm a brain, you know, uh, effort and, you know, good energy. And, you know, um, the ball starts, I mean, the ball starts with the point guard, you know, the point guard's got, got to get everything rolling. You know, I do that to make sure everybody else jumps on board while I'm doing it. When do you get to campus? Uh, June 26th. I come to start, uh, summer school, take a few summer classes. So between now and then, what's the plan for you as you get ready to come to BYU? I'm just working out, you know, getting in the best shape that I can be in, you know, probably getting up there. Um, just, you know, and, and working on little, little things that I need to, you know, tweak my game to become better before even arriving. Now, you can bring your current wardrobe from uh, Mariana, Florida, and uh, as a native of Mississippi, but when we get towards November, December, and January, you pr- you're probably going to need some winter clothes. <laughs> <laughs> right. I do a little shopping. I get up there for that time. <laughs> Good stuff. Hey, Josh, here we're uh, super excited for you to come play basketball at BYU. We appreciate the time, and uh, we'll see you in June. 
All right, thank you. You got it. Joshir Hartnett on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Music to my ears on the, hey, we need a guy that can defend. Also, we told you this, and he just validated it. You're the kind of guy that's given us trouble, so we need you. We need you. That, the coaches have telling. He Joshua has Hardnett been that. a matchup nightmare. That type of player has been a matchup nightmare for BYU, and now they have that guy. In, pra- in practice and on the court. Oh, I like it. I love it. Twitter question. What do or what does Eric make his NBA decision and how does it affect BYU's NCAA tournament hopes? More of your tweets coming up. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jeremy Jordan live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern, after which, Jerem, you can uh, watch some BYU baseball later tonight. That's right, Spencer. All Against right. Portland. All right. 8 Eastern time, BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. Final home stand for the Cougars in West Coast Conference play, BYU up by a nose in the WCC. Remember, the tournament is in Stockton. In about, uh, what, two weeks from today, I believe, the WCC tournament. Next week, Gonzaga. The week after that, the tourney, baby. Top four teams advance. Wouldn't that be something if BYU baseball and softball can both win outright West Coast Conference championships? I would would say they're pacing for something. They are, absolutely. BYU's got a series against Portland, which on paper they should win. The Pilots are 10-34, and 5-16 and in WCC play. The Cougars are playing red-hot baseball. They'll have all of their aces on the mound. This is a big series. They feel pressure, but it's good pressure to take care of business against Portland and stay in front of LMU. You know, baseball needs to get to the NCAA regional to kind of validate this success, the run at the beginning of last year, this run they're on. They need to get to the regional, and this is a regional, regionally talented team. Absolutely. Year. Absolutely. Our Twitter question today, not so much dealing with baseball or the baseball tournament, but basketball and Eric Mika and – the Cougars' chances of making the big dance with or without Mika, depending on whether or not he decides to go to the NBA or come back and play his junior season at BYU. So let's go to the Twitter machine and discuss more of your thoughts. You got tweets. All right, at Nickley51 tweets in, my hopes are already dampened by all of the turnover. Him leaving would be the final blow. To what? The NCAA tournament hopes? That's, that's, what, it, it, that's like, what right? it sounds like, right? And I just don't I don't agree with that but, at all. Like, I, it's going to be harder. It doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Yes, it can, it can be harder, and BYU can still make the NCAA tournament because they have done so, as Blaine Fowler pointed out, and as we pointed out, with similar roster lineups. How far away was BYU from the NCAA tournament this last year? A close Valpo game uh, at Santa Clara. Don't lose that. Uh, like two other games, I, I don't know. Illinois. Illinois in uh, the United Center, USC. Like, if you can get a couple of those. They're yeah, in the tournament. It's not, BYU wasn't as far away as maybe you feel, right? Like, the way BYU played on the court, yeah. They were a first-round NIT team. That's not anything you write home about, to write home about, right? Yeah, that first-round NIT team also beat the number one-ranked team in America that played for the national championship. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, right. I wish BYU would hang a banner for that. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> like the greatest moral victory of all time. <laughs> oh my 
At Jaycar Camp tweets in, my hope is that BYU makes the tournament, period. Without Mika, it ain't going to happen. With Mika, it's at least debatable. Yeah. Really? Boney Fuller just tweeted. I was reading it. It's funny. <laughs> okay. What did Boney Fuller tweet? Well, it had to do with the uh, scouts going away. <laughs> with the LDS Church. Jerem, now you on. can feel good about the fact that... Uh, <laughs> Oh, wait. January. You did get your Eagle Scout, didn't you? I did. <laughs> at, I had great leaders. At Boney Fuller, sad your teen may now, if you love Scouts, I'm sorry, sad your teen may now miss opportunity to sleep outside and learn irrelevant skills from a bygone era. Chin up, there's always Utah State. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, just, no, if you love Scouts, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I did get exactly. Wow is hey, right. I'm proud of that. Yeah, Roxy needed to chime in on that one. At one bald Cairo doc, I don't believe he'll be back. However, with some court maturity and possible deeper bench, I think they make the tournament, but still not win the West Coast Conference. Oh, yes, the you, bench is deeper and experience, people. Experience matters. They yeah. have it now. Yes, I I don't see BYU winning the league. That's okay, right? You you realize that Jim Fredette didn't ever win the tournament. He tied BYU won the regular season title, but never won the never tournament. won like the you tournament can, in Vegas. You can still do stuff, still be really good. And yeah, now is not. Things. <laughs> I don't know when BYU is going to win the league in the regular season. Hey, like, may- at some point it will happen. Maybe Just, it will be when. before the year twenty thirty seven, Jerem. Now that is an interesting year. It's funny you say that. Not we plan that. Uh, Notre Dame and the ACC have a scheduling agreement. What is it? Four or five games, I think. Today it was announced all of their all their games through 2037 were announced. 2037. 2037. Like, Tom Homo's like, wow, that's really far out. <laughs> Taysom Hill and and Emily could have a child in the next two years, and that child could start in a game <laughs> in 2037. Like that is how crazy that is. Uh, yes, Kyle and Shay Collinsworth's uh, son or daughter will be the star at BYU in some sport. It'll be uh, the basketball track <laughs> trackster. Like that is so far out. Hey, can can BYU get that home game with Notre Dame in football by twenty thirty seven? And uh, yeah, can, can the Cougars not. win the West Coast Conference tournament in Vegas what? by twenty thirty seven? What will happen first? BYU plays Notre Dame in football or wins the West Coast Conference in hoops <laughs> regular season? <laughs> Oh, what's going to happen first? Yes. Tell me. I'm waiting for the movie Blade Runner 2037 to come out as well. It's 2049. Okay, close enough. The whip around hits (laughs) next. I'm going Notre Dame. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Big thanks to today's guests, Blaine Fowler, dual threat analyst of college football and basketball. Also, he has great fashion. And new basketball signee Jashir Hardnett joined us from Mariana, Florida, where he's finishing things up at Chipola College. He will play basketball for BYU starting in June. Chipotle College. Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Baseball. Final home series for the Bad Cats of the Year versus Portland, 8 Eastern tonight. BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. Cougars won 10 11 against the Pilots, looking for their ninth straight West Coast Conference win. And it's Star Wars night. Free inflatable lightsabers, Stormtrooper photo op, and post-game fireworks. Cougars in the NFL. ESPN's Mel Kuyper lists Harvey Longy as one of the top 25 undrafted free agents to watch this year in the NFL. Longy signed a free agent contract with the New England Patriots following the draft. <laughs> <laughs> and Bleacher Report's Brent Sobleski lists Kainakua as the Browns' best undrafted pickup. He thinks he could start this year. 
BaltimoreRavens.com staff writer Ryan Mink predicts Bronson Kafusi to be a starter in the 2017 season. Hey, so do I. Crazy. And Colby Pearson, listen to this, received an invite to the Chicago Bears minicamp. Also, NFL.com's Bucky Brooks named Jamal Williams the biggest sleeper pick in the NFC North. Love it. Cougars in the NBA. ESPN's Chad Ford ranks Eric Mika 51st in his top 100 NBA draft prospects. Mika participating in the NBA draft combine today in Chicago. You can watch it on ESPN2 and watch ESPN the app. Golf. 28th-ranked women's golf finished 12th at the NCAA Lubbock Regional. The Cougars missed the cut to advance as a team, but Alex White finished top three among non-qualifying individuals on teams that didn't make it or something like that. She will go to the NCAA Championships on May 19th. Cougars in the minors. Jacob Hanneman won for four yesterday in a loss for the AA Tennessee Smokies against the Jackson Generals. Brennan Lund won for three in a win for the single-A Burlington Bees over the South Bend Cubs. Cougars in the PGA. Speaking of Notre Dame. Daniel Summerhays and Zach Blair begin competition at the Players' Championship at TPC Sawgrass. Watch out for the elephants. Summerhays finished his first round three under par and is currently tied for fifth. Get those turkeys off this course. And Blair went four over in his first round. Spencer? We've got to do something about more exotic animal sounds when we do the PGA like, just, Tour. Just pull sound from Life of Pi or something. <laughs> like, there's a lot of Do we, we need a tiger. Richard <laughs> Parker! Richard Parker! <laughs> We need, we need some else, something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Sometimes off the board a little bit, but Colby Pearson, a mini camp invite to the Bears. I didn't good, see that coming. He good looked, for Colby. He's in great shape uh, at the uh, pro day for BYU, so good luck to Colby. Our Twitter question today. Let me he, can, he can have Mitchell Trubisky thrown back. Yes. <laughs> All Bears fans are groaning collectively right now. Our Twitter question today, how does Eric Mika's final decision affect your BYU NCAA tournament hopes? Jeremy and I gave you our opinions off the top of the broadcast. Download the podcast at jtracy2511 says, no hope without him. I've seen the replacements play, not even close. Today's tournament teams have great players at every position. No. Huh? Great players at every position. Really? You realize Adam Keefe played for a uh, team that was in the NBA Finals. It's all good. Conversation <laughs> continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Elite tweeted today from at Janimal Red Sox. Does having or not having heat shields on your space shuttle affect your re-entry? That's saying Eric Mika is the heat shield? No, I think he's just asking a general question, oh. and it got by the goalie into the show. <laughs> Five hole! For Jeremy, I'm such a shout-out to Vern Thompson. See you tomorrow. No ducks.